Hey Houston, for a limited time at VisionWorks, you can get two complete pairs of glasses, frames, lenses, the works for just $49 on single vision glasses and $89 on progressives. And that's a good deal, but we offer that pricing on over 500 frames, which makes it a great deal. Right now, buy two complete pairs of single vision glasses for just $49 or two pairs of progressives for only $89. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Offer expires November 10th. Blog Talk Radio. Who are the unstoppable ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Who are the unstoppable ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Mission Unstoppable. Mission Unstoppable. The Unstoppable Ones. You did say unstoppable, right? Yeah. You did say unstoppable, right? What is it they know that I don't? Coach Frankie Picasso takes you on Mission Unstoppable. Can anyone stop these people? Good evening, I am the Unstoppable Frankie Picasso, and tonight we are going on another Mission Unstoppable, deep into the human psyche. My guest this evening says that we are all hardwired for survival. Some of us are moving towards extinction, while others are moving towards eternity. Which one are you? We'll find out what that means in just one moment. This is the Unstoppable Frankie Picasso, and you are listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. The time in Toronto is 8 p.m. standard, 7 in Chicago, and 6 in Los Angeles. Oh, 5 in Los Angeles. Sorry for those of you who are in L.A. I want to thank the good folks here at Blog Talk Radio for allowing me to broadcast over their network, and I want to thank you, you know who you are, for tuning in to me each and every week and making it such a joy to bring you the Unstoppable Ones. I have the phones open in the chat room as well, so feel free to call or write in if you have any questions. Looks like there's somebody already online waiting anxiously to uh, to talk to us. Salim Bidoui is the author of Anatomy of Success, a gem of a book that dissects, as the title states, success into compartments, and he shows you how and why anyone can reprogram themselves for success. I'd like to bring him on right now. Good evening and welcome, Salim. Good evening, dear Frankie, and thank you for having me. It is my great pleasure. Now, the, I don't know if you told a bunch of people you're going to be on air tonight, but I have the, a lot of the lines are, are tied up here already. I, it's great. So, um, but I want to talk to you for a little bit. So, those of you who, who are hanging in there, if you want to uh, stay on, I will promise to get to you. Maybe you're on just to listen. I don't know. Salim, you you have a really great little book here. Um, it's very straightforward. It's really helpful. What what made you consider writing it? Well. Uh... For about 20 years of my life, uh, I failed to, rea- to realize my full potential and become successful. As much as it was frustrating at the time, frankly, it uh, ignited my desire to search for the root causes of success, not just to have a couple of uh, techniques and move on. And uh, I wanted to know why I failed and why other people succeed. And it took me about five years of extensive research on the subject. And uh, during those five years, I came across some uh, fascinating findings and insights that uh, dramatically accelerated my recovery and transformation. As such, uh, I was inspired to add my personal experience and philosophy to those findings, then present the whole thing as a uh, pragmatic approach to long-term and long uh, and lasting uh, success and change, and that's what, uh, frankly, uh, uh, brought the Anatomy of Success book to life. 
So there, there's a difference, though, between going, you know, just existing in your life, going along life and going, you know, I'm a failure, to actually waking up and going, I'm a failure. What's going on here? How come I'm not getting what everybody else is getting? You, you know, that wake-up process. So what was it for you? What actually woke you up? Uh, after 26 years being in Canada, I wanted to reach, like any, like any other human being, and especially immigrants, I want to uh, reach and fulfill my life. I couldn't achieve that, and that was, uh, frankly, eating me from the inside out. And uh, I reached a point where, uh, like, I want the change. I was so desperate to, uh, to, uh, to achieve that change. And... Uh, I went to school and I, like, I got my business administration, but yet I, I wasn't really satisfied. And then I said to myself, uh, okay, let me find out what 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 really makes a person succeed. And I, uh, I I'm not the person who just, you can just tell me something and take it as uh, uh, at uh, face value and say, okay, that's it, and uh, let me try it. I want to go, like, I would love to go to the roots of things to, 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 uh, uh, to be satisfied. And that's mm-hmm. basically where I started and uh, tried to, uh, to get to uh, the bottom of things, and that's what uh, helped me change my life drastically. Now, everybody has their own version of what success means to them. So how did you know when you were successful? What does success mean to you? Okay, uh, here's my definition to success. Uh, in the book, I have a strategic definition of success, and if you look at the back of my card, you'll see the, uh, what I call the tactical definition of success. The strategic definition of success is, uh, success is the realization of what you love to be or do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you look at the, as I said, if you look at the back of my card, it says success is a lifestyle. It's not about having one thing or one technique and then uh, you think that uh, you'll succeed. It's about what we eat. It's about what, we, uh, what time we sleep, what time we wake up, who, you, who, we, uh, who we, we associate with, and uh, the books you read, uh, everything. Every aspect of your life, it has to be going in one direction. And that's uh, what success is all about. It's a great, it's a great uh, explanation. I'm gonna just see here who's on, who's on the line, and who wants to talk to you. Hello, oh, I'm Bill Nasby. I'm on. Hello. Hi. Hi. This is, this is, I'm Area 250. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but yeah. you need to turn okay. your volume down. Okay. Bill, Bill, Bill Nasby in Br- British Columbia in uh, Suez, uh, beautiful Okanagan Valley. Uh, I really oh, like what the, I really like what this gentleman's saying. I just came on the line, as a matter of fact. I've, I teach and train uh, about success, and, and what he said about success is what I buy into, too. It's a progressive realization of a worthy ideal, and that means it's a trip. It's not the destination. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Celine, yes. yes. your thoughts? You know, it's, uh, success is not just uh, uh, getting or having a million dollars in the bank and you see I'm no. successful. It's enjoying every second of it. That is success, no matter what. You love to do. Yes, enjoying the process, and that's what most people don't do. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, thank I you love, so much I love for calling in. I'm going to take the next caller. See, stick around. Yes. 
area nine four one, good evening. Hello. You're on air. Nine four one, good evening. You with us? Yes. Well, but I, yes, but I, I was just I'm I'm just listen? listening. Yes, Perfect. I want to listen. Okay, thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Okay, Salim. <laughs> That was yes. great. Thanks, to everybody, for calling. Now, you say that we're all hardwired for survival, and I believe that, and for success, and, and that you've broken it up into hardware and software. So let's, let's look at our body in that, in, that work, in that vein for a moment, as if we were a computer. Yes, and yes. So why don't you take us through the, what you meant by that? Okay. Some people like the analogy of a computer because now we're, everybody's used to uh, – Using computers, and I put and I put it this way: the the hardware uh, is anything that we have no control over within our body, mm-hmm. and the software is totally the opposite. Uh, if you look at our hardware, which is uh, if you look at our heart, kidney, liver, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they are uh, they were created for success. And this is where some people uh, mix up between two things, which is when they say, I am a failure, and here I say, I explain to them that, no, you're, uh, you, you might have failed uh, within, uh, with your programming, but uh, when it comes to you, personally, you were born to succeed. And the proof is that everything that you have no control over functions successfully. So uh, when it comes to programming, which is everything we have control over, uh, such as our thinking process, uh, uh, like uh, you, you, you'll find out that we have the choice to program it the way we, we, we want to, and according to our programming, it's either we succeed or fail. Well, actually, it's still success, because e- even if you program yourself for failure, you're succeeding at it. We are goal-seeking, you know, in my book, I said we're goal-seeking um, devices, and so even if you program, even if your program is a failure program, you're going to succeed at it. You're just not going to succeed the way you want to. Well, so it's yes. what you feed the monster, really, isn't it? Yes. Hear what I say: that we are either disciplined to succeed or to fail. Yes. So right. we either succeed in developing bad habits <laughs> that will lead us to failure. Yeah, that's right. Or, or good habits that will lead us to success, and it's a choice. It is a choice, and each of us has that choice. Now, one one thing that you did say in your book that I have to um, argue with you a little bit about, uh, hopefully, respectfully, <laughs> is the idea of happiness. Because I do believe that we are that we're meant to uh, to be happy. That 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 is our purpose. And you disagree with that? I think you said your pur- our purpose is is to uh, move towards eternity. And that could be happiness too. I don't know what that, you know, necessarily. What do you think? Yes. Unfortunately, some people say, okay, we, we, we just have to be happy in life and uh, as if that life uh, stands still in there. And my explanation is uh, no, the main purpose of life is to survive and uh, anything that will, uh, will help us survive will make us happy and anything that uh, goes the other way will make us uh, unhappy. And that's when I uh, talk about uh, uh, going uh, towards either eternity or towards success or towards uh, what we want in life. 
uh, or uh, towards uh, the other way, which is uh, towards extinction. So uh, anytime we, we feel that we're moving towards eternity, and I'm not saying eternity, it means uh, uh, like we're going to live eternally on, on, uh, on earth. No, I'm talking about uh, that uh, it's a feeling within us that uh, that that's um, how uh, um, it's a feeling that we feel that we're going to succeed. Anytime, anytime we feel that we're surviving well, we feel we're moving towards eternity. And anytime we feel that we're going the other way, we feel miserable. So that's that's right. natural. That's that's my argument. Okay, got you. I like the idea of of you know, every coach reacts versus respond, and that's a big one for me. Uh, I, and, I, and I talk a lot about that with people, the difference between reacting and, and responding, and you talk about that in your book as well. And let's, let's, let's talk about that, the difference between those two things, being in a reactive mode, you yes. know, just, just having to, to react, and, and then actually thinking about your response to something. So it's, it's you know, you have a road rage and, and, and you, you know, somebody, you, you I don't know, you're fighting somebody going down the road and, and they, they, you know, whip out of their car. And, and so what are they doing? They're reacting to, to a situation um, potentially harmfully versus yes. responding to, to it. And so what is the difference between reactive and, and response when it comes to success? Well, normally we, we, we react, uh, which means uh, we're doing uh, things by reaction. Uh, we're not really in control of things. We're just reacting. Uh, when we respond, we respond uh, consciously and by choice. And this is the difference between the two. Um, when, 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 uh, when we do things, and I put it the way like we think in terms of reactive mode as uh, a way of thinking that uh, when, when, when some of us sometimes we have to do things uh, by necessity, uh, we we uh, we use a reactive mode of thinking, and when we do things by choice, we do use our proactive way of thinking or mode of thinking. And this is the difference between the two. When we uh, get stuck in a reactive mode of thinking, um, we're just putting off fires in life. We're not really in control of uh, of our lives. Rather, when we do things by choice. It's uh, we have the control and we do things the way we want and eventually we get to what we want rather than just uh, doing things by necessity and uh, uh, the, the, if we do it uh, when, when necessity becomes a choice, we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You say that there are three necessities in life. You say that it's money, safety, and procreation, I believe. Yes. It's, it's um, similar to Maslow but a little bit different. Why money? Why is money necessary? Well, uh, nowadays, what other uh, means can we use to exchange things and uh, uh, make ourselves happy? You know, uh, unfortunately, uh, some people say that money is not important. I say no, thank God that uh, uh, money is available and it's extremely important in our lives. When someone says uh, that money is not important, as uh, um, uh, T. Harv Eker put it, uh, all they are saying is uh, that uh, I don't have it and I cannot make it so far. 
So that's their excuse. So uh, money is extremely important, maybe not to a point where we get consumed by uh, just collecting and making money, yes, but it's important that uh, it's a means to a successful life, it's a means to a happy life, uh, it's a means to, uh, uh, you know, at least getting the necessities of life on the table. So money is extremely important. Okay. Um, but it could be as a currency, it could be beads, it could be anything, as long as it gets us what we need. Correct? Absolutely. Like it, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be uh, uh, dollars dollar and cents. As long as you right. can get something uh, of value and you can survive from that, you're okay. Okay. The idea of safety and, and um, security, that, that's, you know, that's really important. Maslow said that as well, that, that we, we need that uh, to survive. And procreation. Now, you use procreation. Um, Maslow uses love and, and belonging. But yes. um, the idea that we need to, um, for survival, is it for survival, it's a necessity? It is a necessity. Uh, like, uh, uh, we, we need to feel connected. We need to uh, pass... Uh, our genes to the next generation, as they say. We need to, uh, the survival of the species depends on procreation. So it's been implanted in us that we need procreation to, uh, for the survival of the species. So, uh, um, like, and, and it's, it's been trans, uh, translated into love, connection, relationship, um, getting connected to the community, etc., etc. Uh, that's what uh, procreation uh, all about. Okay. Um, what happens if we don't have these necessities? Are we in in reactive mode then all the time, or what what would happen? What ha uh, what does happen to people who are missing one out of two, or two out of one? Well, uh, let me ask you this. The, the, uh, as we know, the, the, the goal of the human beings is survival. And as I said, these are the three necessities of life that will help us survive. And if one of them is missing, um, how would you feel? You feel well, you like are... Something's missing. <laughs> you would feel like something is missing, perhaps. And you would be struggling and you would be always searching for something that you think is lost. Yes. So you cannot move into a proactive mode and, and uh, be uh, uh, thinking of how to achieve goals in life. And, some more, and one of the most uh, important necessities in life is missing. How can you do that? Right. So we need to get our, our ducks in order in order to be successful. So we need to, we need to have um, money we, or some form of currency that exchange of, for what we need, our needs. We need to have safety so that we're not in danger and we feel secure. And we need to have procreation or the idea of comfort and love in our life. And, that, and when those ducks are all in a row, then we can look at becoming successful. Is that correct? Yes, yes, I agree with that. Uh, you know, when, when, when uh, uh, these things uh, create harmony in your life, you become more focused into... Uh, how to become more successful in life and how to achieve success, happiness, and uh, become fulfilled. 
Okay, so I've got all these things, these things, these three things in my life now, Salim, and I'm saying I'm looking around, going, I am still a failure. I, you know, I don't have what my neighbors have. I, I don't have the, the the big house, the big car. I don't. Um, the, my idea of success, let's say, with, not Frankie personally, but the person waking up and he's saying, how can I achieve the things, the goals that I that I want? How can I be successful? My my version of successful. Today, where's what's the first step I need to do? Well, like it's extremely important to understand that unless you put your uh, body, mind, heart, and soul in, moving in one direction, uh, there always be, will be confusion and uh, uh, some uh, static in your life, and it, it will be almost impossible for you to achieve exactly what you want in life. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, some people go and attend uh, those uh, millionaire successful seminars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And at the end of the day, they do not achieve. Uh, like I can say, almost. I don't want to give uh, specific numbers, but the majority don't have the mean after to move to the greener side. And uh, okay. this, 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 like you, you get, you start asking yourself some important questions in there. Those people have been exposed to all of the tools to help them succeed. Why they are not succeeding? And the thing I put it in there, it's because of their current identity. Mm-hmm. And by current identity, I mean it's their self-image. Uh, there's right. something wrong with their self-image that they cannot achieve the life they want. And uh, when I uh, and here's my um, uh, here's my definition of self-image. Uh, self-image is the uh, movie we personally produce throughout the years, and we play uh, to ourselves day in and day out. This movie is about what we think we can or cannot be or do at any given moment in time. Uh, scientifically speaking, it's impossible that we can transcend our current self-image. What do I mean by that? Uh, our current self-image is if I feel like I am a lousy speaker, for example, that is my current identity, this is my current self-image. It's impossible for me to uh, to behave otherwise. So the more I'm stuck with or uh, the more I'm stuck with such an image, it's uh, it's it's impossible for me to uh, to have uh, something otherwise. Unless I change those negative movies in my head to positive ones, things will not change. And uh, here's what uh, Dr. Dane, uh, Wayne Dyer said. He said, change the way you look at things, and the things you look at will change. Mm-hmm. And here's, I have, I have a, a, a um, which I think one of the most powerful quotes I came up with, and it says, your imagination weaves your reality. Choose your dream wittingly, which means always think of success. Always think of how you're going to achieve things rather than how you're not achieving things. And your imagination will help you uh, create your reality, and uh, eventually you'll get to what you want in life. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Uh, Those of you in the chat room, good evening. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, please feel free to uh, type them in the window. Your 
the call-in show. Feel free to call in and state your views on success and how to be successful. Salim has written a book. It's called The Anatomy of, not the, because there's another one, but Anatomy of Success. And you can purchase this book uh, by going to his website, www.anatomyofsuccess.ca, or you can go to Amazon.com and grab it there. So I, I encourage you to, it's a great book. It's, it's a step-by-step process on how to be successful. So you might want to have a look at it. Salim uh, Badawi is, is my guest this evening. And we're going to be, we're talking about the idea of success. Salim, you, you mentioned in your book, um, thought, time, and energy. You say, what did you invest in your future today? And the idea of responsibility came out of that. And it's one that I, I talk about a lot with, with, my, with my clients as a coach. The idea of taking responsibility versus blame. Many people blame the world for what is wrong, but there only one person can change things, and that's yourself. You have to take responsibility. Don't you agree? It doesn't matter what other people did to you. It's up to you to take action for yourself and move forward. Absolutely. There's uh, something in the brain, um, until you, uh, which, is I, uh, which I call the uh, failure mechanism. And this mechanism will not be activated until you start taking responsibility for uh, what happens in your life. And this is crucial to your success. Um, uh, um, like uh, I was talking about, uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, what is it? Uh, like, uh, uh, was it with responsibility? It's 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 not exactly responsibility. Uh, like re- responsibility is extremely important, but I want to uh, uh, clarify it with something else, which is uh, uh, anyway. Uh, I cannot recall what I wanted to to say right now. That's so, okay. uh, but 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 responsibility is is one of the most important things, uh, to, in my opinion, to success. So uh, uh, please take responsibility for uh, whatever happens in your life because this is how uh, this is the only way to grow. The you, only you way. Lived in, you lived in blame for a while, right? Um, in the beginning, before you you found your way to success, you kind of blamed everything, didn't you? Yes. The world yes. around you, things that happened. I mean, you you lived in a country where things were being blown up and your job was taken away, and then you know all sorts of bad things happened to you. And, and, yeah, we could sit and say, gee, that's awful, and, and I just, you know, it's, it's everybody else's fault. But the idea is that, that you can take responsibility and you can become successful, and you did. So congratulations. I want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. I really appreciate it. We were talking about thought, time, and energy. Like, if, if you invest any kind of thought, time, and energy in something in specific, you're going to achieve it. If you invest thought, time, and energy on how to succeed, you're going to achieve it. If you invest thought, time, and energy in nothing, well, that's exactly what you're going to achieve. And I'm sure you agree with me, Frankie, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. The the idea of, of our subconscious and, and our brain, I know that you go into a lot in your book about the, the anatomy of the brain and how we we learn and how the different functions of the brain. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that tonight or not. Uh, maybe, but I would let's start by talking about the the two big main portions of our brain, the conscious and the subconscious, and how our, it's our subconscious that is really responsible um, for how we act. And 
how it's programmed, and it's programmed from our families, from from you know the beginning of time. People, our teachers, telling us that what we can and cannot do, and how to and how we are, and and so these are stories that are given to us as a means to socialize us, as a means to uh, become part of being comfortable in a family identity and and it's this identity that that we that we hold on to and yet it's not really our identity necessarily we have the opportunity to change that anytime we want true um well here here's uh, one important thing about the unconscious mind the unconscious mind is error free and all it does is uh to store and then play back as is. It does not judge, it does not uh, uh, alter or do anything to the information that it has received. So basically, right. if we put something wrong or uh, uh, limiting or disempowering in it, that's the only thing we're going to uh, like to receive back as a reference. We have to understand that the conscious mind doesn't have a memory. The conscious mind can hold about seven to nine bits of information at one time, which means it does not have any memory. And it always, any decision we make, it has to go back to the subconscious mind or the unconscious mind, as some people uh, put it, and get the information from there. Uh, unfortunately, if you program to yourself, uh, uh, someone programs themselves uh, with all of the uh, limiting beliefs. That's exactly how they are going to behave because the the brain can give uh, the uh, our nervous system one instruction, only one instruction, and that is behave as such. So if we program ourselves uh, and we say to ourselves, "Okay, I'm a lousy speaker," or uh, I am a, uh, a, a failure, I am a, uh, uh, I, 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 like I'm always late, etc., etc. That's exactly how we're going to behave. Unfortunately, some people uh, plant the seed of a uh, zucchini and then they expect to see mangoes instead. Well, it doesn't work that way. It's exactly what you put in there, and uh, that's what you're going to, uh, you know, uh, this, uh, that's what you're going to receive after. So gotcha. might as well, if uh, that's what you're going to, uh, to receive, might as well start planting the, uh, the, the, the seeds of mangoes to receive mangoes. You plant the seeds of success to receive uh, success after. Uh, one of the things that I would, uh, would like to talk about is, uh, is that the conscious mind holds the key to our willpower. And the subconscious okay. mind holds the key to our imagination. And when willpower and imagination are in conflict, uh, uh, our imagination will invariably win. What do I mean by that? A lot of people, uh, uh, like uh, especially at the end of the year, they have a resolution, which is, uh, let's say, to quit smoking. Mm -hmm. And uh, they use their willpower to, to achieve that. Well, the, the, the conscious mind doesn't have any memory to, to enforce it. And when, they, when it goes back to the subconscious mind to receive the information, and the subconscious mind says, um, uh, like, no, you are a smoker. You're a yes. smoker. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, 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 yes, they might be able to maintain uh, uh, being a non-smoker for a period of time. 
but that's due to willpower. But eventually their imagination will take over and it will start uh, teasing them in many ways until they go back to their uh, like original uh, programming or identity at the time and they go back to smoking. So for as long as they have uh, that image, again we talk about image and imagination, as long right. as they have such an imagination or image in their subconscious mind which says uh, I, I love or I enjoy every puff of cigarette and they always think of uh, uh, the pleasures of, uh, of smoking, it's impossible for them to, uh, to quit for uh, permanently. So uh, this is the difference. Of will. Sorry? It's a battle of will. It's a battle of will between the conscious and the subconscious, and, and the, the, the unconscious is always going to win until it's reprogrammed for you. Absolutely. And that's, you know, you can't just think that you're not a smoker anymore. You have to really go deep and, and reprogram that image, as, as Salim is saying. And, and like you said before, the, the, the unconscious mind has, has no morality. Right or wrong means nothing to it. It's just whatever you put in there is what you're going to get back from it. And it's really important that people understand that thought because when you want to reprogram that subconscious, there, it, it will it's goal-seeking, and it will help you, and you can have the power of the universe behind you as long as you put the right message in there for yourself. And if, you're, if that message is you're a smoker, well, you're always going to be a smoker. You're always going to be a drinker until you change that message. Absolutely. So how do we do that, Celine? How do we go and, and reprogram our subconscious? We can't just say, okay, today I'm not going to be a smoker anymore. There has to be a little well, bit more work than that. That's, that's discussed in part two of my book, uh, which is uh, um, one of the things. It, 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 it entails many things. It's not just uh, taking one thing uh, as some people say. Some people say, okay, just write down your goals and uh, you'll live happily ever after. No, it, uh, it's much more than that. It's about uh, uh, putting in perspective everything in your life, whether it's your beliefs, your values, your self-image, um, your your uh, your imagination, uh, everything in your life, it has to become in perspective before you achieve that. And uh, here's one thing. The more we insist on what we have, the more we're stuck with what we have. So unless mm-hmm. we change those movies from within step by step and start seeing the uh, pleasure of what we want and the displeasure or the pain of what we want to get rid of, it's not going to change. So, uh, uh, like uh, having visualization sessions, it's uh, it's important. Uh, uh, writing down your goals is is important. Uh, in, in like it's layering. Uh, it's layering reading, it. reading, reading. Uh, here's what I say about reading. Reading is becoming. When you read, it's it's uh, reading is like a form of affirmation. And, uh, and and I'm a strongly I'm a strong believer of affirmations. And there are frankly there are two types of affirmations. There is a positive affirmation, and I say there is negative affirmation. And our behavior is the byproduct of uh, these two. A negative affirmation, such as I hate myself, when you repeat it uh, so many times, you get programmed this way, and you start really hating yourself. If you hate yourself, it's impossible for you to achieve success because the brain won't help somebody who hates themselves. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Except that's a really important idea, and, and I don't want to stop on this idea because I want to stay on this just for a little, a couple more minutes because it is so crucial to helping people change, you know, the 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 idea of changing your subconscious. And I want to tell people, just close your eyes and very, very quickly think about yourself and, and who are you. Quick, you know, don't even filter that. And that's your self-esteem. That is how you, you see yourself. And before you, you filter it. And so did you see yourself as somebody that you love? Did you see yourself as a smoker? Did you see yourself as, as a failure? Did you see yourself as successful? Whatever that is, that's your first thought, and, and that's really how you see yourself before you put that filter on and go, oh, no, 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 that's not true. <laughs> you know? we, we, we want to fool ourselves, but really we can only hold one, one thought at a time, and it's a positive or a negative one about ourselves. And well, so which one is it? Let me, let so me I didn't a, mean to stop you there, but I wanted to, to just reinforce that idea before well, we went forward. I, I appreciate your, your, your help, uh, Frankie. But let's, let's talk about one thing, and it's extremely important that I uh, convey this message to, the, uh, to our listeners tonight. Uh, remember, first of all, uh, that I was a school dropout, and I failed miserably in my life. And uh, to transform myself, and start, uh, write a book that I'm extremely proud of and to talk about uh, all of the things uh, uh, within the brain and how it achieves things and how it achieves success. Uh, it, 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 it's not, if I am not a living proof to such a transformation in my life, then I think uh, who is? So uh, right. I did transform my life and uh, uh, the book has many tools on how I achieved that. So if I did it, anyone on earth can do it. This is the That's point. That's right. So, Everyone so, can do it because yes. we're all we're all wired the same. Our basic our basic hard wiring is set for survival, which means success yes. of the species. Um, sorry. Right. So what are you going to put into that? What are you going to feed that that monster? What are you going to feed it for success? Now we're getting to the core. Well, you start have to you have to start hating that monster. You start you have to start creating a new image in your mind again and again. The secret is changing your image. It's changing how you see yourself in your mind's eye. This is the beginning of change. Unless we do that, change is not going to happen on a permanent basis. Yes, we go and attend or read a book and rah rah. Uh, we get motivated. Two weeks later, we're back to square one. Why? Because we have an, an image in there that is contrary to what we really believe. And unless we change that image, nothing is going to change. Okay, Celine, now you did say that, you know, there, there are self-help junkies, right? There are self-help junkies who will go to every single program, Wayne Dyer, Harvecker, They'll, they'll, they'll just go to all of them, and yet they're still unsuccessful. They're still failures in their own minds. What, what's going on? How come they're not getting it? As simple what do they need as to do? They, 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 they have to change their current identity. So they're they still have, thinking with the old self. Yeah, well, again, they, they would love to change, but there is something inside of them. They see something. In reality, they see themselves differently. And unless they change from the inside out, uh, unless we change our inner world first, our outer world will not 
change. So uh, don't start from the, uh, this is what I call the magic pill syndrome. Don't think that uh, this seminar will, help, uh, will, will, will make you change your life. Don't think that when we, get, uh, when we read this book, it will change your life. No, these are tools that will help you change your life, but it's not uh, the change per se. You do change your life. You become happy. You become successful. It's not a magic pill that uh, the minute you take it, it will change your life. Unless we start having the, the, uh, the conviction that the change has to happen from the inside out and seeing ourselves in a totally different uh, mode of thinking, totally different uh, way of living, it's not going to change. We're going to go, as you said, from one seminar to another, from one book to another. It's good, but change starts from within. Unless we do it from within, it's not going to happen. And this is the scientific fact of it. Well, you know, we all know the old saying that if you keep doing the same old thing, you know, you're going to get the same old thing. So, you know, we're going to seminars where we want to change um, things, things are happening. So right now we're not really being honest with who we are because we, ha we haven't gone deep enough inside to, to, to identify what those underlying automatic commitments are. We talk, I talk about UACs, talk about what we are committed to because whatever it is that we're committed to is what we are going to achieve in life. So ask yourself, what are you committed to? Are you committed to the identity that you hold or are you committed to choosing a new identity for yourself, one that is more successful, one that is more in line with the person that you want to be instead of the person you are today. And, and it really is a, a matter of choice. We talked about you know, the responsibility. We talked about responding versus reacting. And so now you have a choice. You're going to choose to be happy, and you're going to choose to be positive. And when the negative behaviors come along, you have to choose to stop them as well. And, and that may be that you, you know, Celine, you, you can't hang around negative people anymore, right? Yes. Uh, there's you something have a I want to that. There's something called, uh, that I call in the book, it's called relevancy factor, and, uh, which, is uh, which is relative to the law of attraction. And I, uh, I know that you're going to love that. But uh, mm -hmm. it uh, neurologically explains why we attract what we, uh, what we attract into our lives, good or bad. Uh, the relevancy factor states that we attract into our life whatever is relevant, interesting, and important to us. And as such, we become oblivious to what's uh, not due to the limitations and selectivity of our conscious mind. So, Frankie, did it ever happen to you that you bought something like a car, for instance, and you, uh, suddenly you noticed that uh, many uh, of the same model all over the place? Yeah, 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 absolutely. All of a sudden you see about 100 of the same thing yeah. coming at you, and you never saw uh, it before. I've, I've never noticed how many uh, park avenues out there until I bought mine, and that's what the relevancy factor all about. Yes, we see everything out there, uh, but we don't pay attention to something until it becomes relevant to us. The point mm -hmm. is, if what's not working in our lives is the relevant and dominant factor right now, well, guess what uh, we'll pay attention to and bring more of uh, into our lives? Exactly the same thing. Conversely, um, when, uh, guess what we'll see, but uh, 
don't pay attention to uh, and attract into our lives. Uh, we'll pay attention to many things. In uh, let's say we go into a mall, uh, we'll, we'll we'll pay attention into many things except the uh, the, the the bookstore or uh, uh, if reading is not relevant to us. We'll pay attention to the MP3 billboard, but we don't pay attention to the uh, seminar billboard. So uh, this kind of selectivity, unless success really is relevant to us, unless uh, change is really relevant to us, we're not going to see the things that will help us change. So this is one of the most important factors to change. Um, we have to see the things that we want in our life to be able to pay attention to the things uh, that will help us change and succeed in life. So that's why vision boards are so powerful, isn't it? Because it's 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 something that we look. We it's 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 a picture, it's words, and and it's how we respond to that. And when we have these things in our vision all the time, we can't help but think about them all the time. They become more relevant to us. Well, simply because the the conscious mind is very selective and very limited, so uh, it, it it cannot. It uh, you will be overwhelmed if you if it tries to focus on. Everything in a couple of minutes will go nuts, literally. So that's why it is very selective. And until things that we want is uh, our major and dominant uh, uh, factor of thinking, uh, we're not going to achieve. Uh, this is another way we're not going to achieve the change we want in our lives. We're not going to see the opportunities that will help us change in life. And this is very important. So let's talk about fear because one of the, the, the reasons people don't change is because of fear. They're afraid. And there's many types of fear out there. There's, you know, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of change itself, and, and fears that, that, you know, the people around us um, aren't going to like us anymore. They may not be around. They, we might have to leave them. So how do we get past these fears that stop us from even taking the first couple steps towards success? Um, here's what uh, someone said: uh, a ship, uh, a, a ship at harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are made for. Yeah, I uh, like that. That's good. Yes, uh, our fear is immobilizing. Anytime we're we're faced with fear, we just freeze. We don't do what we're supposed to do in life. And uh, fear makes us. In reality, if you think of it, fear makes us inferior. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless we develop the courage to face our fears, uh, things will not happen. Uh, most of the fear happens uh, because of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And anything we know and we, we, we can do and we enjoy, etc., etc., is within our comfort zone. What, if, you, if you draw a circle and anything you put, anything you know you're familiar with and you can do perfectly well, is within this uh, comfort zone or, or within this circle, then anything we want to learn is outside that circle. And that's where our uh, discomfort zone is. Until we have the courage to uh, accept this discomfort at the beginning, nothing will change in our lives. So uh, uh, we have to do what, what, what we fear. And let me give you a, uh, tell you a story. Um, I've never been a few couple a couple of years ago. I've never been to Wonderland, Canada Wonderland. 
And I, uh, I, uh, uh, I'm totally I was totally scared of uh, of the rights in there. And knowing what I know right now, uh, I started like I took my uh, kids in there, and uh, I started going on the uh, uh, kids' ride in the beginning. And then I started uh, getting familiar with those rides, and when I'm uh, when I got comfortable with those rides, I started upgrading myself. It ended up at the end of the summer. I uh, like I, I enjoyed and I had the thrill of going uh, on the, uh, the the Top Gun in there. Yeah, the backwards and one. <laughs> the it, it, I, I love it, but unless we 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 take the first step to uh, conquer our fears. It's not going to happen, and uh, we, we're okay, not going to Okay, let me stop you, though, though. What were you afraid of? For, on those rides, what was the very first thing that you were afraid of was going to happen, that you would die? What, 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 what was the fear? Well, practically, it's uh, being afraid of the, uh, uh, especially those, uh, what you call the, uh, the, the thing that goes in circle, the, uh, the speed, going the roller into a loop. Roller right. coaster. Okay. Oh God! I, 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 like you feel like you're going upside down and you're going to fall the first okay. time. So, okay. So you know you do it a couple of times and say, okay, nothing happens. Actually, this, uh, the minute it starts going down and picking up speed, it's like mm-hmm. a thrill after a while. But unless you take, and I'm saying, I'm not saying that you endanger yourself and endanger others no. in the process. If you if if that fear will will uh, if if you're afraid of bungee jumping, by all means don't do it. If you if like you can pay me one million dollar right now, and I won't go on what they call the drop zone because I feel right. my heart stuck in there. But I conquered most of it. So if you feel that you're going to endanger yourself and others, no, by all means don't do it. But I mean, unless you take the first step in conquering your fear. And trust me, the minute you learn how to conquer your fear, your world will change. You feel that you're in control of your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, you had a fear of public speaking for a while, and that, that's probably the greatest fear. Some people would say that that is their number one fear in life, is getting up in front of people and talking. Unbelievable. Some people would rather die than do that. <laughs> so that, that's a fear that's not going to harm you. You know, you're not putting your life in jeopardy. But it can be really scary thing to do for some people. It is scary in the beginning. There is always is a beginning for everything, and and until you train yourself to speak. And uh, frankly, uh, Toastmasters is a good uh, good start for anybody because you start with the speaking for two minutes or less than a minute in the beginning, which is nothing, you know. And everybody will encourage you. And you start picking up the habit of speaking comfortably. Then you go for a few minutes. Then you have a subject. Then you, you know, this is how we progress in life. So unless you have the courage to do it, and unless you change the image in your head that, hey, I can do it. I, am a, uh, I can become, I'm in the process of becoming a good speaker uh, right. It's not going to happen uh, again and, I think and again. That's really, I think that's the key right there is to say I'm in the process of being something because we're not saying you have to jump into the pool and swim. We're saying put your toe in first, then your foot, then your ankle, then your knee, and, and progress into it. You're in the process of becoming somebody new and different. So, you know, when I quit smoking 
oh gosh, I don't know, 20 years ago. I used to smoke two and a half packs a day from the time I was 13 years old. And so what I did was I didn't stop cold turkey necessarily, but I said, okay, I'm going to only smoke three cigarettes today, and I'm only going to have three puffs today, and I'm going to only have one. And then, you know, you stop, you progress, and then you eventually you don't do it anymore. And, and you know, people do it in all different ways, but you don't, you're not saying you have to just jump off that cliff and fly, which I believe you can, but you can do it be in the process of becoming that person, which isn't as quite as scary maybe for some people. Well, again and again, uh, as you just said, uh, you just put your toe first and then your foot and then your leg and then uh, you start uh, taking the first step uh, in the water. You cannot develop. And this is the easy way and this is the best way to develop things. And this is how we learn. This is how we develop the habits of, uh, of, uh, of success or successful habits. Uh, our life, we're, we're creatures of habits. Unless we develop uh, successful habits, uh, again, also uh, things are not going to happen. The difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is the quality of habits. And here's uh, one thing I would like to add. Um, successful people... Uh, successful people have the habit of doing what unsuccessful people are afraid of doing. So uh, mm. we must have, we must develop the uh, the habit of uh, uh, like pushing ourselves into uh, uh, our discomfort zone because our discomfort zone is the area of growth. We cannot yeah. grow until we go through our uh, discomfort zone. And uh, we should feel happy anytime we feel discomfort because it, it means we are succeeding in achieving a different result. Uh, that's another key. So what do you think about the idea of taking out a bad habit and, because, and replacing it with a good habit? So how could people do that? You know, people don't always recognize their patterns and their habits. And, and a lot of times we have, you know, we go into one relationship after another and it's the same relationship, just a different person because we're in a habit, we're in a pattern. So what, how, would you, how would you think that we could take away one habit and, and add a new habit? Can you, do you have an example, do you think? Yes. So let me tell you one thing about the brain. Uh, whatever we learn, we, we can unlearn, mm -hmm. which means anything that you don't like in your life, you can train yourself to develop totally the opposite thing. And uh, as some people say, as some people say, okay, uh, scientifically speaking, that it takes about three weeks to develop a habit. Um, I am not a really uh, a, a, a supporter of such an idea because some habits take a bit longer. So if, uh, if someone reads that a habit should take three weeks and it didn't happen, then they say, okay, it's not going to happen. Uh, the, the reality is, if you insist and persist, uh, it will erase your bad habit and, and, and the new habit or the good habit or the successful habit will eventually take over. And until we develop a habit of doing something, we're not going to succeed. So we are creatures of habits, and until we develop the, the habit or, or persist and insist on developing the habit of what we want, uh, success is always temporarily. I, but I, 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 I like to say that, that the universe doesn't like a gap, and so if you're going to take a habit away, you need to add one. You, know, you need to put it back, a different one back, a positive one back. Yeah, well, uh, filling in the, the void. 
Yeah, fill the void. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, we, we, I wanted to say, this is um, Salim Badawi. His book is Anatomy of Success. You can find it at www.anatomyofsuccess.ca, or you can purchase this on uh, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. This is a great book. It is a prescription for change. It will take you all the way from um, A to Z. He even talks about, Salim, you talk about food choices and exercise and, and sleeping. I mean, you really get very in-depth about how to become successful. It's the Bible for success. It's a great book. I, I highly encourage everyone to run out and get, and get it. Again, as I said, the success is a lifestyle, and uh, part two is about this uh, kind of lifestyle. You have to change everything in your life uh, uh, to get what you want. It's not trying to change one thing and then expect change. It's not going to happen until uh, success becomes uh, a lifestyle. Now, you say in your book um, that that um, faking it till you make it isn't going to do it. And I say in my book, fake it till you make it. <laughs> well, and, and I, I, I hope, you know, well, I, I, go ahead, um, go ahead. Well, any way you slice it, the word fake, and this is my personal opinion, uh, the word fake is ingrained at the deepest level of our brain as uh, as something that is uh, what you call, I call it immoral, but I, I can use a softer meaning for it. Uh, and it creates uh, confusion in the brain to act uh, to the contrary to what we've been taught since childhood. If we are fully, let's put it this way, if we are fully equipped and utterly capable to achieve anything we may desire. Do we, do we have to fake it? Uh, no, we don't. We may need the training, yes, but not the faking. That's my I opinion. I guess it's a semantics here. Yes. It's modeling. It's, it's, it's pretending. For some people, they have a very difficult time. Let's say if you want to get up and speak, and it's a hard time to get up and speak as Salim, and yet you think, Boy, Frankie does that so well. I'm going to go up and pretend I'm her, and then I can do it. You know, it's just taking you out of the equation for a little while until you become a little comfortable with with doing things. It's like I want to be like you, and so I'm going to pretend I'm like you. I'm going to dress like you. I'm going to walk like you. I'm going to model your behavior until I am thinking like a successful person because I'm modeling myself after success. Yes. Yeah, in, in NLP, this is called modeling, and uh, this is uh, uh, doing what others exactly what others do to achieve the same result. But it's uh, again, it, it might be as you mentioned, it's semantics. But in my opinion, uh, it's it's we need the training and not the faking, and uh, it depends on how people perceive that. I know that it seems uh, that I'm challenging the fake it till you make it. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> but, uh, that's uh, that's that's how paradigm shifts get started, I guess, right? That's it. Listen, we've only got a minute remaining in the show, and so I want to give it over to you. Tell us, you know, everything we need to know in the last minute. Um, I really appreciate uh, inviting me, and uh, I, I look forward that uh, I get invited again by your uh, uh, by you. And uh, I really appreciate the fact that I've been able to. Uh, express myself and uh, tell people how I personally changed and how they can change uh, themselves. Uh, there is nothing impossible except what we accept as impossible. 
uh, we are what we, uh, or life is what we make it. And this is absolutely true. Uh, you can do whatever you want in life if you're uh, really committed to do so. And I've done it. If I've done it, uh, and I came from one extreme, which is I haven't, uh, like, as you can uh, see, that uh, English is my second language, and I came, uh, I was illiterate or semi-illiterate. Now look at me. I talked to you about uh, the brain. I talked to you about uh, uh, many things that uh, I've done that transformed my, uh, my life, and uh, anybody can do it. And you're a successful it. author. Yes. This has been, my guest tonight has been Salim Badawi. His book is Anatomy of Success, without the V in front of it, Anatomy of Success, and you can purchase it at Amazon.com. This is the Unstoppable Coach, Frankie Picasso, saying good night from Mission Unstoppable. Thank you, Salim, for being my guest. You were wonderful. I appreciate it, and I will have you back in the New Year sometime. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.